This episode of Horror Movie Talk brought to you by Hair Club for Dogs. Is your dog suffering from dog pattern baldness on its ass? Have you tried deworming, anal expression, and diet changes only to find old spots ass cheeks gleaming in the sunlight? Well, now there's a solution with Hair Club for Dogs. Hair Club for Dogs will send you a free brochure full of fur solutions for your best friend. They offer hormonal treatments, butt toupees, and topical treatments that will put your dog's hair loss behind them. Call Hair Club for Dogs today at 555-ASFERS and mention HMT to the operator for a free dingleberry brush. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk, an opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Your Shelby host each week are Bryce Hansen, the cool, collected nihilist, and David Day, a cool guy who is always cool. New theatrical releases always get priority, but we also review older horror movies, both good and horrorable. I'm Bryce Hansen. And I'm David Day. You should have, I'm not a cool guy who's always cool today. I'm a spaghetti who's always Western. <laughs> okay. We've got a great show today. We're going to be talking about the 2013 remake of Evil Dead. I'm a way more excited about this review than I, than I thought I would be for a lot of different reasons. Yeah, this is this will be a fun one. Um, we'll start out. If you haven't been a fan of horror movie talk before, if this is your first episode, let's just explain the rundown. First, we give a brief overview of the movie and a score. We score on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being a miserable dredge that makes you angry that you watched it, 5 being completely average, hits all the expected marks, and 10 being so good it transcends genre boundaries. After we give our score, we'll go into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film. And then later on in this episode, we'll be doing taglines. The perennial favorite. Perennial favorite. But first, let's mention our website, horrormovietalk.com, where you can find all of our past episodes and links to our social media so you can interact with David and I, David and me, which is grammatically correct, David. Uh, Interact with David and me. David and me. We post every Wednesday, and if you like the show today, please subscribe and leave a review of the podcast on iTunes. If you are a regular fan, you can support the podcast by buying or renting any movie or product on Amazon if you click through the green button in the header of our website. We get a little taste of that if you purchase something after clicking on that button. And if you really want to be a friend, click on that button and then bookmark that URL. That's a super bro move. Also, if you're a horror movie fan, check out Shudder.com. It's the Netflix of horror. And to Horror Movie Talk listeners, we have a special promo if you use the code HMT for horror movie talk at checkout you get a 30-day free trial which is much longer than their seven-day free trial without that code so try it out it's like 23 days longer yeah more that's that's like four it's like 25 more weeks Mm -hmm. extra yeah yeah that checks out thanks again for listening and let's get into the show so this week we're doing something unique this is our first listener request. 
Oh, I'm excited. Ricky from Nashville, Tennessee, messaged us on Facebook. He said, I'd really like to hear a review on Evil Dead, which is my all-time favorite just because it's gory as fuck. Don't judge me. If y'all give me a shout-out, that'd make my day while I slave away 40 hours a week in a hellhole. Keep it up. Yay. So there you go, Ricky. <laughs> Here's your shout-out. And uh, I'd have to agree that Evil Dead 2013 is... In fact, gory as fuck. This movie's ridiculous. Yeah. It's and you know what? I'm really glad. So I went to see it in theaters uh, with Carrie when it came out, and I was expecting a totally different movie when I went to see it in theaters. And so my experience with this movie was it, it turned my stomach to a degree in the theaters. I remember being like. What the fuck is ha- like? What is this? <laughs> this isn't what I thought it was going to be at all. But now, upon rewatching it, I appreciate it more. Yeah. So let's uh, let's watch the or watch. Let's listen to the trailer for Evil Dead 2013. <laughs> trailer is like 60% industrial ASMR <laughs> where she's just like there is something in this house it's like Ugh. did you did you see that uh the goblin ASMR that I sent you on Steam a while back mm. or no I posted it on our Twitter no I didn't <laughs> I'll post it in the episode of this one it's just like a guy made up to look like a goblin and he's just like grossly eating stuff into a microphone (laughs) (laughs) is it good makeup 
<laughs> not particularly. If you guys want, so this has got me on a tr- on down a rabbit hole now. If you guys want really spectacular goblin makeup, there's this band called Necrogoblicon, and <laughs> and they have basically a spokes dude who is in all their videos and follows them around on tour, who is in like four hour long, very professional goblin <laughs> makeup. Is a fun horror thing. Nice. So, Evil Dead can be found on video on demand. We watched it on Amazon. It's only three bucks for our standard definition rental. So, mm. you know, it's not going to break the bank, even though it's not for free. Evil Dead is about a group of five friends that unwittingly summon ancient demons to a remote cabin in the woods that possess them one by one. Standard cabin in the woods affair, really. Yeah. So Mia is a heroin addict, and the reason why her and her group of friends and her brother are at her parents' cabin in the woods is that she is trying to quit cold turkey. So the characters are Mia, her brother David, uh, the brainy Eric, Nurse Olivia, and David's hottie girlfriend Natalie. This comes after a series of failed attempts and a particularly bad overdose where she actually dies and has to be revived, which is mentioned. What none of them realized is that while the cabin was abandoned by David and Mia's parents, it was broken into and used for demonic exorcism. Yeah, you know, it's just one of those things where you leave your cabin in the woods for a while. It starts to... It starts to kind of go back to the woods a little bit, and then some kids break in, use it for a demonic exercise. Yeah. Start hanging dead cats in the basement. Yeah, use it to purge uh, true evil from uh, your daughter. I mean, if you don't keep up the maintenance, your your cabin is going to get broken into and have dead cats hang, it's, hung it's, in its basement. It's just what's going to happen. Yeah. So, (laughs) left behind from that exorcism was an ancient book of the dead that has been wrapped in a garbage bag and barbed wire. Yeah, I don't know why they did the garbage bag. And I don't know why they did barbed wire either. Both of those seem like just kind of extraneous steps. You should really just hide the book, like bury it forever. Right. Somewhere deep. Um, So, despite... The safeguards and the very obvious warnings written in blood, Eric opens the book and proceeds to read evil incantations that release powerful a powerful force of evil. Not such a brainiac now, is he? No. Dude, he... Why would you... I was... <laughs> like, there were so many warnings written in blood. Yeah. I'd, as soon as I saw anything written in blood, I'd be like, I'm out. I gotta go. We gotta leave this place now. Yeah, it says... Uh, I think I have it in my notes. The... The book, in blood, explicitly is written, do not write, do not read, read, and do not hear this stuff. And he proceeds to write, read, and hear. He does everything (laughs) in his power. I wrote, motherfucker. (laughs) He does everything in his power. Like, there are sections of the book that are, like, crossed out with, with, like, dark pen. And so what he does is he goes into this, he, he like, takes a piece of paper and 
and does w- one of those, you know, like... Um, like impressions or whatever? Yeah, like an impression, um, like where you run the pencil back and forth real lightly over the paper to, so you can pick up what the impressions were. He does that just so that he can read one more word in this book. Right. The, f- the evil first attacks and possesses Mia in the woods, and then one by one infects the other cabin dwellers until only one remains. If this sounds familiar, it's because Evil Dead is a remake of Sam Raimi's 1981, The Evil Dead. It keeps some of the building blocks from the original, like the Necronomicon, the Cabin in the Woods, and the Five Friends, but this is definitely its own movie. The tone is dramatically different, while The Evil Dead is essentially a student film with a subversive streak, this 2013 Evil Dead is a high-budget, mainstream Hollywood horror movie with torture porn influences. Yeah, I'd agree with a lot of this. The one part that I I don't necessarily agree with is you said the tone is dramatically different. And while the tone is different, it's just, in my opinion, it's just amped up. It's just turn... it's, It's take the Evil Dead and turn that tone way up and make it darker and creepier and much more intense because the ev- the evil dead the original r- like it was banned in countries for being for being so disturbing like the, the yeah it was rated nc17 yeah yeah and at the time it was it was pretty intense now if you watch it it's kind of it's just kind of it, i mean there are p- parts of it that like the the plant scene is still pretty holds holds up pretty well but um it feels quaint compared to this and this is yeah really intense yeah i i mean i've seen the evil dead the original and i did not remember the the woods rape scene like but it was there but i can guarantee you i will not i would not have forgotten this one's version of that the woods rape scene in the in the original was it stuck with me like okay so i was probably in 6th grade and i watched you know my my buddy and i rented this from like video city or something like that and watched it not not knowing anything about this movie just mm-hmm. being like okay let's see what this movie is and that and that that scene hit and we were like what is happening is that plant? Oh, it's oh, it's tying. Oh no, and and it really stuck with me, and I think it stuck with a lot of people. But uh, but this one, little little more of that. Yeah, more of that. So this movie to me is an example of a remake done right. This isn't just an attempt to rehash a strict uh, rehash a script with a higher budget. Uh, this remake really does create something different from the same ingredients of the original. The story and visual elements that are taken from the original are respectfully handled and well integrated into the new version. I found that the storyline of Mia attempting to quit heroin adds another dimension to the plot. It helps define the characters through their relationships to Mia and give the whole party a motive for even being there, which is kind of like something that kind of goes by the wayside with a lot of cabin in the woods type horror movies yeah we're going out to the cabin yeah i mean for some reason it's the most secluded cabin in the world right like for most cabin in the woods movies the the 
reason to go is to woo have a part like let's go party we're gonna we're young we're gonna sow our oats yeah <laughs> and get drunk which is definitely what the first one was or the original i should say and i mean at every other iteration of of cabin in the woods and this is kind of the opposite of that this one's the tone is no we got to keep things serious yeah it's pretty somber from the beginning we got to get her better um the violence and the blood is turned up to 11 in this movie and veers more towards the torture porn of the early 2000s while there were some moments that were very disturbing I thought it was artfully done and didn't cross over the line into tasteless or exploitative for me. But I, my, uh, my meter might be a little different than yours or most. Overall, I really like this movie, and I think it stands alone as a great horror movie. I give it an 8 out of 10. Yeah, I think so. I think that is something of note. You kind of glanced over it, which is your meter is a little different than everyone else's. But I think that's worth talking about because... When he says that, he, what he really means is, this is a man who's, one of his top five movie horror movies is Human Centipede. Yeah, I mean, I really liked Human Centipede, but I mean, that's like real, like pure 100% schlock. Right. And so, but that, that, that aspect of like the, the like body horror stuff that's over the top, it's, it's like toned down in my mind because it's so ridiculous that it takes me out it my suspension of disbelief is yeah is gone and i can just appreciate it as filmmakers that have <laughs> like have a nod just they're they're being ridiculous yeah. you know yeah that if uh, if um, that if that example was just a, alone in and of itself, yeah, I could see that being an outlier. But I mean, this is also a guy who had a real good time at Hostel. <laughs> yeah, I really liked Hostel too. But I mean, it's it's again, um, Hostel and even the original Saw. Uh, the difference that it makes is that there was an actual story. There yeah. was some character development. There was like some there was all internal- purpose internal stuff going on it was it, justified through the, through the through the story of the movie right it right. wasn't just like a vehicle to right. show fucking up fucked up shit yeah so b- getting back to evil dead um so what was you you mentioned that your expectations going into this okay like so, set, set you up to be shocked so what were your expectations when you originally saw it so my expectations were so i mean anybody who's familiar with the the original you could call it a trilogy but really it's just kind of three standalone movies is it starts out pretty serious with the evil dead uh, 1981 and then and then it takes a hard turn into ridiculous fun funny and also just over the top in Evil Dead 2, which is one of my favorite horror movies and movies of, of all time. And then it goes even further into the ridiculous with Army of Darkness and is just almost a comedy movie. And so I figured <laughs> and lots of fun on the Army of Dark on Army of Darkness and Evil Dead 2. Those are those are very high on my list of of, of loves. And uh, and so I thought this would be this would have some of that Sam Raimi lightness to it, and it did not. 
It <laughs> did not. And so, and and furthermore, it didn't have Ash. It did not have a strong character that was the protagonist who was charming and handsome and kind of the center of the whole thing, which kind of sticks to the first, the original, the, yeah, the original, the original Ash was not like Ash was not Ash. Ash was a, not with a capital A, basically just, a superhero. Yeah, right. But it did not have it did not have Bruce Campbell and it didn't have any stand in for Bruce Campbell. There was not an attempt to make a strong character, which is also another thing that I really like about at least e- the evil dead name is Bruce Campbell is just synonymous. And so for me it doesn't it doesn't work quite as well but on upon second viewing I I had a I had a good time and I I have a much greater appreciation for what this movie is. I get I I don't think I go as high as an 8. I think I'd probably sit around a 7. But um yeah. but there are some metal tracks. I mean, I like I li- I'm a huge metalhead. All I've ever done my whole life is just get into more and more and more extreme versions of metal. And watching this movie with a little bit of a buzz, I was like, "This metal, <laughs> this metal track goes here. This metal track goes there." Obviously, this is the part where we play Slayer. Like, so I had uh, I had a good time kind of going back and rewatching this with a trying to be neutral. Yeah, I think. I've only watched all the way through the original Evil Dead. I think I might have seen Evil Dead 2, but I don't remember it. Evil Dead 2 is a true masterpiece. I, I'll have to watch it again, but I, I've never, I've still never seen Army of Darkness. And so it's not like I'm not married to Ash. Right. And not married to, you know, the original series and, and all of the tone and, you know, the the themes of that it's to me it's still like the building blocks of it's a cabin in the woods movie they got the book of the dead they release evil and yeah. then stuff happens yeah that makes sense and so from from that perspective it's it's a it's a really good version of that and it's it's different from from the original like the tone like i said like i get what you're saying that it's it's amped up what the original was doing but it's so amped up and they go to a couple other places with it that it just doesn't really have a a strong relationship to the original that I saw. Yeah. The, the relationship is really the bones of the whole thing. So the inability to leave the cabin, right? There's a flood and on the way on their way out, they can't leave the There's, there is a cabin, there's people at the cabin and then there's this evil at the cabin. Right. Um, so that, yeah, you're right. There's not a, a strong tie there. And you know what? I, I, I'd, I'd be, I wouldn't be doing the evil dead name, uh, justice if I didn't mention Ash versus evil dead. If you guys have it. Oh, first also. So Ash versus evil dead is a show that is really good. Uh, maybe not really good, but it's just, it's a strong six or seven out of 10. And, and if you want to binge that, that's a, that's a fun watch. And then also evil, uh, army of darkness is available on shutter right now. So you can, you guys can check that out on there. Cool. Um, use HMT at checkout when you purchase shutter. So let's get into spoilers and talk a little bit more about 
about this film. Spoilers. So, yes, uh, we didn't even really touch on the opening about this too much, but it has a really strong opening before the the opening credits. So it yeah, it's got like the girl running through the woods, right? Is that how it starts? I don't know. It feels like a very very final girl moment when it opens up and the like she's captured by I assumed hillbillies. Yeah, it's and, what it looked like. And then taken taken into this basement. It looked like a freak show. And uh, an old lady starts talking a foreign language, which might be what we determine the the scariest language in the world, which is Hungarian. Mm-hmm. But I can't confirm that. It's up there. It is definitely <laughs> up there. And all around in this basement are dead cats for some reason hanging from the hanging rafters. from the ceiling. And uh, they take out this book and but they tie her up to a post. Yeah, they tie her up to a post. And the old witch lady says, the evil book can undo what the evil book has done. And it's revealed that this girl is confronted by her father. It seems like a normal, rational person, not a hillbilly. Yeah, it seems like just a just just a suburban dude. And uh, we find out that this girl killed her mother. And... They're trying to save her soul because she's possessed. And the way they do that is, of course, to burn her to death Yeah, until she dies. I would like to point out, just just because this is kind of relevant between you and me, that girl tied to that post, she had she had a good pair of hangers, <laughs> good sloppers on her <laughs> sloppers. <laughs> no, but so that that what is it? It's offensive. No, so offensive. No, it's not. I'm saying they're good. Uh, and I'm a discerning gentleman. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't just go for any old pair of mushy perps. So, <laughs> so they, yeah, it opens out really strong. And then it, it goes into, you know, the, the rest of the movie. Um, I just wanted to call out the shining driving through the woods. Is that just like the standard way to shoot? an opening scene in a horror movie now like that's in the wood somewhere you have to do it from a helicopter right above it's i mean it's an homage right and and oh man there's another there's another movie that i watched a couple years ago that was really great and it had it had a lot of these shining shots and it was the whole movie was about driving through the woods basically taking the wrong path through the woods and driving with your family and it was a lot of shots of this and then you and I saw a couple movies recently that had these shining homages. Yeah. I mean, I think Get Out had it. I think Us yeah. might have had it, too. I think it did. Yeah. Um, Us started with... Yeah, another one that starts with it. The Ritual probably had it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, specifically driving through a forest, like, it's it always just makes me think of The Shining. Yeah, as it as it should. But anyway, so we got the, our four, our five characters. We got Dude Bro, um, Hottie, Nurse, Professor, and Shy Girl Addict. Bingo! Wow. And uh, <laughs> so I thought going going back to Mia 
as a drug addict trying to to um, quit. I thought that's a really great plot point. It's 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 one of the reasons why I why I think this is now going back and watching this is a strong movie because it's a great premise and it's dark and it yeah. really sets the stage for like disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> and that's I mean, what this movie is. Yeah. Uh, and it, about it, it's about disappointment. It creates tension among the characters. It it shows you a lot of uh information about the characters just because of their relationship and their history with Mia and dealing with her uh you know, her drug habit. And it's all done in shorthand. You don't need to do that much. You know, you can you can express a lot about the characters just by a couple lines concerning Mia and her problems. Yeah. And uh, it just works out really well to set it up very quickly. And without a bunch of needless exposition that's silly and stupid. Right. And stuff that, like, doesn't even really matter that much. Yeah. It's just extra... Like observational, like what you would what you'd say as as people is like, oh yeah, like her brother, like he's he hasn't been around this whole time. Yeah, like what's he been doing? Yeah, you know. And the closest it gets to that silly exposition is just in the character building, right? So like, right. the guy with the glass, he's got glasses, so he's smart. Blah. But that's pretty minor. It, yeah. it doesn't throw it in your face or anything. Yeah. Um. And the other part that makes it really good is that if you're dealing with a drug addict that's going cold turkey, especially with, you know, heroin or opioids, there it's going to be a real fucked up couple days. And so it calls into question, is she acting crazy because of, right? you know, coming off of drugs? Or is she acting crazy because she's possessed by the evil dead? Right, you know what? What could it be? So it's it's it adds just a certain element of uncertainty where people are tired of dealing with her shit. She's not necessarily believable, yeah. You know, and so I think it's it's a really good idea to add that. Um, they quickly find the site uh, of the opening scene in the basement with all the hanging dead cats and the Necronomicon wrapped up. So they walk into the cabin and for some reason, only Mia can smell the dead rotting corpse smell. Yeah. Which, uh, why? Yeah. It seems like if there's like a hundred dead bodies of things underneath the house, everybody would walk in and go, Boy, what is that? Yeah, I there was like a dead bird in the <laughs> vent of one of my parents' bathrooms, and that thing like reeked for like months. Everybody knew it. Just everyone. Yeah, there's no there's no denying yeah. what a dead rotting thing smells like. Yeah, even something as small as like a bird or a mouse in yeah. a wall or in a vent or something like that. It is rough. And having an entire entire room full underneath the house where all the air is seeping up through the floorboards yeah. which are not watertight is uh like yeah that's this ca- the setting for this movie this let's be clear about this cabin this is in utter disrepair <laughs> it is shocking to me when they finally get to the scene where she's taking a shower and there's like steam coming off of the water i'm like first of all i'm like damn this house has plumbing and then 
it's hot. Like, that's a miracle. How is any yeah. service getting to this house at all? Electrical yeah, or otherwise? Yeah, because it's like the most secluded cabin ever. Yeah, it's... Like, it's there's nothing... It feels like there's nothing for miles and miles and miles. It feels like the f- Force Primeval. Like, really actual... And you know what? Like, places like uh, Wisconsin and, um, you know, around around the Great Lakes, I think have a lot of cabins similar and places like this. And I think that's where this is supposed to, to yeah. have taken place. The other thing I noticed about the uh, the rotten smell and stuff that no one really wants to notice, I don't think they ever actually took the cats out from the basement. They, they mention that they'll do that, but they never do. So it's just an added element that during this whole sequence of events, it, it just must smell like hot shit. Yeah, it's not really... I mean, it's not something to be dealt with. It's more of a feature of the house. <laughs> um, there's one moment where they're cutting the nastiest-looking meat ever. I have that written down right here. That's the next point I have in my little notebook, which is gross meat. Is it purple? <laughs> it looked like it was purple. Yeah. And they're just like, so it's totally nothing. It's like throw. It does not matter. Yeah. And it's never called back or anything. It, but yeah, it was. It felt like a. You ever watch those "Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared" shorts? Yes, on YouTube. It yes, felt very much like that. Where it's like suddenly it's so that suddenly off. Those those shorts on YouTube are great. You should watch them. They're very. Alarming. Disturbing because it's like Muppets and puppets and animation, and then suddenly raw meat, yeah, and horrible existential dread, light and breezy, and into <laughs> transitioning into ter- death, terror, and and weird kind of stuff. So that meat was so nasty looking that it was like gave me existential dread that someone would put that in their mouth. It's a thing about th- this is this is actually the meat is a great point to bring up in this movie because it is so small. It's never talked about and anybody who's watching the movie with any sort of critical eye at all is going to pick up on that and be like, "Oh, what?" Be like, Ooh. Because this movie is a series of that. It's a series of steps like that. It starts off with the dad burning his daughter. At, who's tied to a stake, and then, and then heroin like that serious shit, and then this cabin with a bunch of dead cats in it, and then purple meat. So it's just like things are off. It's <laughs> it keeps going. Hey, y'all should turn back now. You should. We shouldn't be doing this. And it's and they don't listen. Yeah, and for some reason it's like subtle enough and disturbing enough that it doesn't pull me out. Sometimes when when like there's the the creepy and off-putting for the sake of being creepy and off-putting mm-hmm. it just pulls me out of the movie yeah but for some reason this one didn't it's because like, it's it worked it's a throwaway scene it yeah. lasted a, a brief second and long enough for you to just get the 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 coloration of that meat and then it was gone right it didn't like linger <laughs> or anything okay so eric finds the Necronomicon and uh you know when you find a a book wrapped in garbage a garbage bag and wrapped in uh barbed wire among just a mass grave of rotting cat corpses yeah 
Um, don't touch it. Don't don't touch it. I mean, honestly, if something, if you're, <laughs> think about it for a second. Your basement is full of open air rotting cat corpses. The, these people mm-hmm. have no regard for mm-hmm. smell or rotting shit. Just living with them all the time. What would be so bad? That they would go through the effort of putting something into a garbage sack. Don't think about it. Hey, just open up that book and just read some <laughs> stuff out of that. You know, the one with all the, the barbed wire around it. This brings up a, a point that I'd like to make about Evil Dead in general, which is I think Evil Dead may have the very best horror artifact ever. Maybe, maybe ever. Yeah, it's up there. I don't think there are some very iconic quote-unquote artifacty things. I mean, you could make an argument for, like, Freddy's glove. You could make an argument for uh, Jason's mask. Well, I mean, specifically for things that the characters will interact with right. and cause themselves harm. So there's... I mean, yeah. the two big ones that jump out to me is the Necronomicon, and then the second one is the Hellraiser, Hellraiser. cube. That's exactly what I was going to say. That What is that? Pandora's box. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can't think of... I can't think of anything else in horror that is so perfect, which is a book bound in human skin about bringing demons to life that can bite you. Yeah. <laughs> the book can bite you, people. <laughs> Yeah, so he he reads the stuff that he's not supposed to read. Yeah, and I said I wrote down, you know, it very explicitly says, say it, don't say it, don't write it, don't hear it. Written in blood, scribbled with like people going crazy on this book, and then he proceeds to, you know, say it and write it, and <laughs> damn it, and I wrote down, motherfucker, god damn you. That's so stupid. You're so stupid. Why isn't he the first to die? It's his fault. Why are you so stupid, stupid? All right. So then then I I think Mia starts hearing voices and she leaves in a panic, drives drives the car way too fast for the woods and crashes. And then she's in the forest. It's a very heroin addict-y thing to do. And it's a... Call back to the original movie that also features a the woods attacking this lead woman in a explicit way, in a provocative and terrifying way. <laughs> All right, so let's let's not beat around the bush. Mia's <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, running around the woods. She sees her doppelganger. I think. It's, is it supposed to look like her, but crazy? Queen Doppelpopolis. Yeah, and then um, there's a great use of dolly zoom yeah. throughout this movie, but particularly in this scene where she's confronted with this you know, crazy version of herself. Let's be clear about what dolly zoom is. That is the trademark of the Evil Dead series, which is a camera going through the woods. Like, no. That's not. Oh, that's not Dolly Zoom. No. What am I thinking? Dolly Zoom is like the Hitchcock effect. It was used a lot in um, Vertigo, but it's where the object, so like the person stays the same size in the frame, but somehow the the background gets farther or closer to the the camera. Yeah. 
And, and so, so it's it, like, it's just this weird, trippy effect of like, the person is staying in the same spot, but the background is like moving extending. very quickly. Yeah. yeah. And that's accomplished by putting the camera on a dolly and moving quickly away from the actor, but zooming in while at the zooming same time. in to, to while zooming in to make up for the difference. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So it's used a couple times. A lot of the camera, I think they do that in the original too, but the other camera effects that they do in, in the original are, are used in this one, but there's, there's really cool camera work. But anyways, um, this doppelganger <laughs> throws up this gross worm, like a demon worm. Yeah, kind of like it, like it, like the worm is her tongue almost, and yeah. it just kind of like slithers out her mouth mm-hmm. while staying attached to her almost. And then it crawls up Mia. She crawls up something up her leg, and I don't know what makes me more of a pervert. If I assume it's going up her ass or going up her cooter. Wow, I ne- definitely... Well, I mean, I didn't even even consider that it could be... Uh, I just automatically assumed it was the, the cooter. So I think that makes you a pervert just right off the bat. Damn. All right. You pre Well, it crawls up her, and then she returns to the cabin and proceeds to in- infect everyone. She's basically. like, guys... Something gross happened to me. And they're like, yeah, you're a heroin addict. Everything that happens to you is gross. Right. <laughs> um, and the first thing, it really kind of sets off the uh, the difference between this movie and the original is the gratuitous throwing up scene where she hovers over, Mia hovers over Olivia, and it's like a 90s double dare sliming except from her mouth with vomit. Yeah. So my, I have a minor problem with this scene, which is it's a badass scene and, and it's, and it's really shocking and amazing. And like, Oh my God, that's so gross. Someone is vomiting blood onto me. And then the girl who gets vomited on is just like, geez, what was that about? Golly. (laughs) She just doesn't react to it. I would, Okay, let let me go through what what I, like when my baby spits up milk on me, I'm like, oh god, oh, like I'm so grossed out. If if a grown woman held me down and vomited blood into my face, into my mouth, I would run forever. I would just push everyone down and then light the building on fire and run away. Right, or at the very least, <coughs> throw up yourself. Oh, right. Absolutely. Yeah. No. Well, that's a, that's a given. I would be running and throwing up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so from from then on, it's it's basically everyone in turn infects each other with the evil dead. And it's just a cavalcade of really intense body horror and uh, great practical effects. There is almost no light moments in this movie to make you laugh. And it just ramps up more and more till till the final scene, you know? Yeah. I would like to point out that there is one light moment that I appreciate very much, which is I think it was the glasses guy was approaching his girlfriend 
who was infected with it mm-hmm. in the bathroom, and he takes a step and he steps onto her cheek, which she had sawed off. She sawed uh-huh. off her own cheek. And I her, thought it was her tongue. Oh, uh, was it her tongue? I yeah. was hoping it was the cheek. Either way, he, he, it's a banana peel of a tongue or a uh-huh. cheek. And he, he whoa, <laughs> slips on her tongue. <laughs> it's like, whoop. That was kind of funny. Yeah. So Olivia, is she the one that gets thrown up on? That's, yes. That's the right one. Yeah, yeah she's so, the one. So she goes and goes to clean up and then she gets stopped in her tracks and and pees herself. You know, and it's obvious that she's possessed. And the one note I wrote down is that she probably needs to drink more water. Oh, for sure. It's like the brownest yellow thick liquid yeah. coming out of her. Very horror movie disturbing. Then she goes into the bathroom and <laughs> begins to mutilate herself, like you said, like cutting off her face basically and there's a lot of cool uh flashbacks to the book or the illustrations in the book that basically say this is what's going to happen to you check it out it all it's it's all right here this is why you don't say the things that we told you not to say and then she attacks eric Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. no wait does she bite Natalie, how does Natalie get infected? I can't remember. It all kind of runs together for me at this part. I I can't really recall. There's like a couple themes. So Olivia is the one that like d just completely like fucks up her face. Yeah. And then Natalie, she gets bitten on the hand. Yeah. By Mia, I think, and she in the goes basement to saw it off. Yeah, and then her hand starts getting infected, and she saws it off with like a turkey cutter. And she's she feels she goes, oh, I feel better now. Like after cutting yeah. her arm off with a with a yeah with a turkey carver. Yeah, which is a callback to Evil Dead Two. Yeah, right, a little bit. Yeah, and then uh, and then Eric. Just gets mutilated with a nail gun. Yeah, boy. Boy, does he. That nail gun stuff really, that's uh, upsetting to me. Oh, that's right. So Olivia attacks Eric, and that's a great scene. Like, lots of unnatural movements, and she stabs him many, 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 many times with a needle. Oh, right around his eyes. Yeah. And then the needle breaks off. And he has to, like, pull out oh, the broken needle from the so skin rough. right next to his eye. That's so rough. Yeah. That is rough. As far as, like, the evil dead, their priorities for killing people, they're not very efficient, you know? There's always a shotgun hanging around. Yeah. Like, if you were a demon possessing someone, why wouldn't you just immediately go for the shotgun? Why pick up a needle? It's a good question. Stabbing someone with, with a ne- needles are made to not to create the minimum amount of damage to the human body as possible. That's a really good point. I never even thought of that. Well, but a lot of people are very worried about needles. Yeah. A lot of people, for some reason, are way more worried about needles than shotguns. Like <laughs> that's true. Like no one has a <laughs> has a phobia of shotguns, you know. Right. But lots of people. are No, like, I don't know. I think people have phobias of shotguns. There's plenty of people that that see a gun or realize a gun is around them, even if it's in a case, and are like, it causes them lots of anxiety. Yeah, maybe that may be, but 
it's not it's not a phobia like a needle, right? Yeah, I guess so. I, I mean, the the thing with the needle is that there will be some point in your life mm. where you need to have a needle you may not, put into your body. Yeah, you may not show up straight face-to-face with a shotgun, but you're definitely going to see that needle at right. least a couple times. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, so Natalie goes down into the basement. So pretty much after Mia throws up on Olivia, she's immediately thrown into the cellar. Um, I get down there we can't deal with you biting people and throwing up and that's a great visual element from from the original yeah like that is one of the best you know kind of visual things from evil dead is having the possessed person just like peeking through the door that's tied down yeah. And having commentary about what's going on because it's yeah. the demon controlling all the happenings anyways. That's right. Um, anyways, and then the most disturbing body horror moment for me is Natalie tries to attack Mia with a box cutter. And Mia gets the box cutter away from her, extends it fully, and then licks oh, the yeah. blade... Until she splits her tongue all the way down the middle. Yeah. And that's just like... It didn't bother me for some reason. I don't know why. I mean, it didn't necessarily bother me that much, but it's more of like, bravo, good choice. Yeah. (laughs) If you're going for, like, uh, body horror, you know, extreme violent stuff. That moment. gratuitous. Yeah. That's like, all right, I'll show you this now. It's like and now you have this in your face and head. Yeah, and it, you'll never forget it. It's one of the and it's a mo- it's a moment of like of like look how far I'm willing to go. It's like in Lord of the Rings when the Urukai gets stabbed when Aragorn stabs the Urukai with a sword and he right. just and he just like pulls it into him. He's like, "Yeah, put that whole thing in me right now." Right. I can yeah. take it. It's like, "Oh god, what are you doing, god? Gee, you don't want that sword in there. You got to get that out of there." <laughs> um there were several thing, several scenes, and I mean, especially the makeup reminded me a lot about The Exorcist. Yeah, there's a very, very Exorcist line that I think Mia says to. No, someone. Yeah, Mia says to David, which is your little sister's being raped in hell. Yeah, your mother sucks cocks in hell. Yeah, it's totally from from The Exorcist. And then towards the end, um. Natalie starts attacking, or is it Olivia? I don't know. One of the characters starts attacking the two guys with a nail gun. Which I would like to point out. I'm sorry, finish your thought. Which we're probably going to point out the same thing. Is, oh. That's not how nail guns work. That's not how nail guns work, Bryce. <laughs> but, I mean, but it's not far from that. Right. right. You just need two hands. That's all. You just need to engage. You just need to make sure that the pressure sensor is engaged right. with with your left hand while firing with your right. Right. You can't just you can't just Mac ten it, turn it sideways, but pow pow. You to get the double. You can't uh-huh. shoot two nail guns at one time unless they're both being pressed on something. Right. Right. Um. But, but yeah. Poor Eric. Oh man. Had like twenty nails. In his arm. In his arm and face and stuff. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, imagine... So- okay, imagine someone has gone... Has lost their mind on you. And they have a nail gun somehow. <laughs> and 
and they're they're half a room away from you and they're pointing this nail gun at you or a gun, anything really, you're going to put your arm up in front of your face to be like, no, please, not my eyes. You know, don't hit my eyes. And of course, nine nails go into his arm, pop, 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 like right where he's like, ow, ugh, yeah, ugh. And then um, the other scene that is really like over the top and a great practical effect is the crowbar attack. And she whacks Eric's hand. Eric, like, gets the worst out of all the characters. He should, though. He, you know, he brought it on everyone. That's true. He gets his hand whacked, and it's just this visual of a hand being mangled, completely mangled, by a crowbar. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty rough. There's a, there's a lot of stuff going on. With, actually, that's a really good point. This whole movie is all about hands getting fucked up. Right. She cuts off she cuts off her arm. The other there's girl two, there's two arms that are detached. The other girl pulls her arm off. Yeah, uh, when it gets stuck under a shed, and Eric gets his arm filled with nails. Yeah, there's a lot of so and a crowbar. Yeah, and the crowbar mangling. Yeah, so there's a lot of callbacks to the chainsaw in Evil Dead 2. Yeah. Yeah, uh, spe- that's a really good point. Boy, we're unearthing. We're doing some really good <laughs> investigative work here on Evil Dead 2013. The One of the big uh, visual callbacks to Sam Raimi's style is when David is looking through the shed, and he, he gathers, like... The supplies and the ch- he sees the chainsaw, but he gathers supplies for what he's going to build a makeshift def- defibrillator. Defibrillator, yeah. And uh, is it defibrillator or defibrillator? I think it's defibrillator. Defibrillator, yeah. Defibrillator. <laughs> but that scene in in the uh, cabin was, or in the shed, that was totally Sam Raimi. I think they basically stole. Those shots, the jump cuts and stuff. Yeah, I think so. The I, we we actually missed something, and I'd like to bring it up so that we don't we don't fully miss it. Why are you bringing dogs into movies? Don't, <laughs> That's right. Don't bring your fucking dog into my horror movie. All right, that, that I feel poor, bad enough as it is. That poor pup. And they named him Grandpa. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's such a good name for a dog. <laughs> oh, come here, Grandpa. And so the whole movie, I was like, "What? Someone's Grandpa?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, the poor dog." Like, leave your dog out of movies. Want it. They also do, I can't remember specifically, but I'm pretty sure they do the the demon cam thing where it's like running. Yeah. It's first first person view from the demon running towards people or the cabin. Yeah. And I remember watching a documentary on the original. Did you know that... um, I don't know if it was both of the Coen brothers, but at least one of the Coen brothers was an editor on the original The Evil Dead. Wow. No way. Yeah. And like he, they learned a lot about filmmaking from Sam Raimi, Sam Raimi, just seeing him like pull it together on a shoestring and just realize what you could do with a limited budget. And uh, then they went on to, to do, uh, what's it called? Blood something. Raising Arizona? No, it was before Raising Arizona. It was with, uh, anyways, hey, people that know movies will, will know. <laughs> so, actually, I don't know a whole lot about Sam Raimi's filmography uh, earlier than, was this his, was was The Evil Dead his first movie? I believe it was. Yeah, I mean, he he basically 
just barely turned 20 when he made yeah the evil den um but anyways that what i was getting at is that effect how they did that without a steady cam they didn't have a steady cam they put the camera on like a plank and then had two people carrying the plank right running that whatever yeah which is cool you know thinking about sam raimi he's he's such a big name to me like he's he's one of the big big directors out there movie movie producers and directors but if you look at his filmography it's not it's not crazy you know it's he's he's he just occupies such a big part of my um my mind i think was he an executive producer on on this 2013 evil dead um probably i don't know what that means in terms of involvement yeah i don't either i don't know how how involved he was i mean he wrote the original so i'm sure like nothing's gonna get done without his sign off yeah but yeah sam raimi is great like you watch even the the spider the original spider-man movies and you see little touches of of horror in there that are great he's got his own style that's very influential yeah um and really fun yeah you know so yeah he's he's a he's a great director so towards the end of this movie i took less i found myself taking less and less notes and just let it wash over me oh yeah same here and it was just a really great ending where it, i mean all the stuff we described is just ramping up until the <laughs> the end with uh Mia is buried alive and then resurrected with the defibrillator. Yeah. And she's buried alive and then everything stops. Yeah. It's as though the evil is dead. Right? <laughs> right. And so and so you get a moment to breathe and it this is the actual calm before the sto- before the <laughs> real storm. Right. And, and <laughs> so so then, uh, basically, everyone comes back to life and kills David. Almost no, no, no. That's that's right. So uh, the last two, I think, Eric and Olivia are the ones that aren't completely gone when uh, Mia gets resurrected, and so they tar- start attacking. And David sacrifices himself by blowing up the cabin, and Mia escapes. But then there's. Natalie coming after Mia and at this point it just starts after the cabin explodes it's literally just raining blood the bl- and then the blood came so that's odd one of the quotes I heard about it chapter two coming out this year is that I heard this too it is setting the record for the most amount of blood used in most amount of fake blood used in a movie and after watching this I'm like uh, that must be super impressive because there is no movie m- apart from maybe The Shining that has as much blood as Evil the or this this 2013 Evil Dead. Right. I think it, I think I read it. They use fifty thousand gallons of fake blood Jesus in this movie, Christ. and forty thousand of that was the rain. It's in this these last scenes. It's so. 
So first of all, in movies in general, you don't really get a proper, you don't get to appreciate a downpour. <laughs> Seriously, th- like it's hard to in movies feel uh, get a uh, make an audience feel like they're wet, uh-huh. basically by portraying r- r- rain on screen. This is like the whole set is just doused in blood. Yeah. Uh, a, a downpour of blood uh, to the point where the ground is saturated and it's and and there are flood flood levels are rising with blood to the point where you really do need to consider a french drain for this blood <laughs> it there's so fucking much blood i mean what what happens with a french drain once there's blood clotting though oh man well you got to i mean you got to get in there and pull it out which is rough yeah <laughs> Uh, so yeah, this downpour of blood and, you know, it really reminded me of Mandy. Yeah. Yeah. It just really, it started going into the, into the surreal. Yeah. Um, and the, just the crazy, the crazed mania of bloodlust. <laughs> so this is a real place, right? Supposedly on earth where they're at. Um, do you think there's like a reporter in Detroit who's like, and we're having spotty <laughs> spottiness in the in yeah. the Upper Lakes region? Yeah, spot some spotting today. <laughs> uh, so Mia's getting attacked, and the iconic um, trope of grabbing the chainsaw. Yeah. To uh, fight off the attacker, and of course she can't just like start it right off, and she's got to find the fuel and stuff, and still gets get attacked. But eventually, through just after five minutes of waiting for it and pulling off her arm, um, she finally gets the chainsaw started and starts mangling. She chops a uh, what's her name completely in half down the center. Yeah, and uh, that's basically where the movie ends. So, here's a real question for you. Do you think she got clean? <laughs> my, I wrote down in my notes, after all this happened, and she's just has the sigh of relief and looking off into the middle distance, I thought to myself, a great line would have been, man, I need some crack. <laughs> this yeah. is as good as time as any to start taking heroin again yeah at that point like, at that point it's like well whatever like yeah. look at what happened <laughs> this is how my all my friends are dead by my hand look what's ha- look what happens when i try to quit <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly it was just normal doing heroin before this yeah i mean i would understand if she went back to heroin I'm just saying and then the final note that I had is that the end credits are pretty metal. What are the end credits? It's just like lots of blood and cool visuals and stuff. I don't know. I thought you would have thought they were metal, but apparently not. I don't think I. I don't think I w- watched them. Oh, okay. um, but I would like. So I've been toying with this idea of of uh, of a of a different bit, which is called David's Metal Corner. <laughs> but uh, but. I don't know. I don't know if if we can actually play any of the music on here and have it be kosher, but I would like to bring up to our audience that I I have curated a little bit of a list of songs that you can that you can play along to this movie and have it be 
have it work out pretty well. So if you're into metal, here are here are some suggestions for any old time in this movie. So there's a song called Industrial District by a band called Disfiguring the Goddess. That works really well in this. Also, uh, so the, another song called Sil- The Silent Life by Rivers of Nihil, or Nile. Obviously, Slayer's Raining Blood. Uh, obviously, Slayer's World Painted Blood. So, you gotta have both of those. The Cemetery Gates by Pantera. And Hand on the Pump by Cypress Hill. So All right. There you go. Oh, 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 one more, one more. Evisceration Plague by Cannibal Corpse. Okay. So you can't forget Evisceration Plague. All right. Oh, that was... and Bloodletting <laughs> by Burn the Priest. Okay. That was David's Metal Corner. <laughs> so, uh, final recommendations for this? Who who would like this version of Evil Dead? That's a, that is a question, actually. Right, I don't think just this. I don't think that this movie is just for any old person. Yeah, I think if you are a fan of the original Evil Dead and how it made you feel, this is this is a a worthy tribute to that, and uh, really ramps up the tone <laughs> of the first one. If you're into a lot of violence. Uh, just a tremendous amount of violence. This is this is a good movie for yeah, you. Yeah, in terms of gore, this is this is up there. Yeah, it's way up there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I would, I would, I would say that if you're if you like the Saw movies, like especially the original, um, that's kind of the level of gore and stuff that you'd expect from, from what i'm told the hills have eyes the 2006 hills have eyes yeah and i don't know is this is this on par or even kind of close to human centipede or no no i mean it's not even comparable human centipede is its own thing um even hostile yeah it's probably close to hostile too i don't know it's been a while since i've seen it but it's not like, I get bored of, of horror movies that are just, all right, let's employ every makeup artist and, like, fake blood creator right. for this. And the whole the whole movie is just a vehicle to show as many dismemberments and mutilations of the human body. Not a fan of Rob Zombie, huh? And this wasn't that. No. But there's definitely a lot of disturbing stuff that happens. Yeah. Yeah, but I would like to say thank you to Ricky for suggesting this movie. And if anybody is listening and we haven't hit the movie that you want us to review, then talk to us and we'll do it. Yeah. I mean, like we say in the intro, we do prioritize new releases. And so, especially coming up this summer, there's going to be a long stretch of of new releases that yeah. we're going to do. So, and we have a backlog of, of episodes that we've recorded and haven't released yet. So it might take a little while for us to get to your movie that you suggest. Um, we will get there, but we welcome suggestions because we also like knowing what you guys like and, uh, and talking to you about it. I mean, that's at the very least, you'll get a conversation with us on, on Facebook or Twitter. If you reach out to us. So, you know, <laughs> make it high priority people. 
All right. Let's play taglines. So taglines is a bit where we come up with new taglines for the movie we were reviewing for the week. Um, These are taglines that we either think fit better or um, are just generally funny. Perennial favorite (laughs) offense. (laughs) so evil dead if you find a book with warnings not to read it written in blood just don't read it super simple stuff just don't read that fucking book god damn so dumb you deserved it you stupid idiot with your glasses (laughs) evil dead evil dead the phrase used when the phrase full retard doesn't cut it (laughs) evil dead more blood than you can shake a dead cat at (laughs) I like that one. More blood than you can shake a dead cat at. This delightful midsummer romp will have you packing for a trip to the cabin to snuggle with your loved ones right away. Um, Evil Dead. Just a couple friends needing a hand. (laughs) Oh, man, that's a super dad joke. Evil Dead. Heroin. Not even once. Uh, Evil Dead. Maybe next time, just check into rehab. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Do we really need to go to the sketchiest place on earth to get you sober? Uh Uh-huh. I mean, it is cheaper. I get it. I would like to point out that technically... I don't think anyone has ever died of of, of heroin withdrawals. I don't think it's... I don't think it's a thing that happens. I... I think it is, isn't it? No. Heroin withdrawals is is dangerous in in a in a like a psyche sense. It can it can be dangerous to your mind, but not to your body. The serious shit is alcohol withdrawals. That'll kill you. That'll yeah. give you a stroke or or something like that. So if you really want to make this movie again and go amp it up even more, have it be a guy with the DTs. Yeah, that is crazy about alcohol. It'll really actually kill you if you don't have enough alcohol and you're used to it. If you if you need a lot of alcohol and you don't get it, you could die. Yeah. Uh, do you have another one? I've got one last one. I don't have another. Okay. One last one. Evil Dead. Cloudy with a chance of blood. <laughs> you got some good ones today. Good job. That was Taglines. And that... Ladies and gentlemen, is the end of the show. So we want to thank you for listening, especially if you listen and leave a review on iTunes. That would be especially helpful. But most importantly, share the podcast with a friend. If you have a horror movie fan that lives close to you or even someone that lives far away, just drop them a line. Use that share button. Let them find horror movie talk. And again, if you're looking to get some good streaming horror go to shutter.com use hmt at checkout to get a 30 30 a 30 day free trial and if you're 
going to go shop on Amazon anytime soon, go to horrormovietalk.com and click through our button in the banner and uh, give us a little taste of that. Mm. Thanks, Ricky, for suggesting this. This uh, movie certainly did tickle your dickle. <laughs> Nothing good ever happens in the woods. Uh, anyways, that's it. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.